Welcome to the Books, Beards, Booze podcast, where we talk books, drink booze, and have beards. Right. As always, I'm Bob of Tales by Bob. I'm the Ask the Podcast, Derek. I'm still the greatest person. I know that we did talked about this last week. But... Oh are, are you are you playing Battle Cats while no. we podcast? Yes. It's Wow. It's, Tanya! It's half energy time. I'm creative consultant Tanya. No, stop, you're not. Stop looking at me. Not anymore. Wow, you're like... <laughs> Unpaid intern Tanya Oh, my right God. Now. All right. Let me turn my phone so you can't look at me play Battle Cats. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad you're looking at your phone because my look of judgment upon no, you right now is... No, I feel it. Is, That's why oh. I can't look in your direction. Oh, Probably for God. the best because if you made oh, eye contact with God. that look, you would have burst into flames. This is, there's going to be a lot of disappointment in this episode. <laughs> I can I can tell. Stop the, looking at me. So the first bit of disappointment I'm is... I'm almost over. This news would Oh, make, I'm over you would i'm make, not making any noise with it you you aren't i'll give you that quietly well, minding i'm my glad you business. put the chips out of arm's reach i know i put my snacks away y'all unpaid intern tanya wow okay <laughs> all right so uh this news would be a lot more uh interesting to derek if he knew anything about japan um with this doesn't. this headline is sumo it <laughs> Dumb. So, <laughs> so Sumo's governing body told wrestlers... That's a large governing body, too. Very powerful. Wow, wow. yeah. Um, told wrestlers that they are no longer allowed to grow beards. What? Which <gasps> some competitors in Japan's ancient sport believe will bring them good luck. Which I know for a fact is false. If a beard brought you good luck... I would not have experienced my Or past you two, might have two, died, weeks. Bob. Oh, that is true. Yeah, your that beard is Always looking at the negative, you. Bob. Is, Let's look at the positive. Yeah. That beard kept you safe. So, really, the real news here is that Big Razor got to... Oh, my God. Up. Yeah. Big it, Razor attacked Bob's car. <laughs> Accurate. So, at a meeting in Osaka, Japan, the Sumo Association elder... Oh, fuck me. Ogurama... Told the Wrestlers Association that beards, along with long nails and tattoos, are not allowed in the sport. I get the nails part. Because you don't want to be like tattoos. I don't particularly understand. But well, tattoos well, so here's his. Here luck. is his. <coughs> the doyo ring is sacred. I want the people to feel good when they watch the sport, Ogurama told reporters after the meeting. Some wrestlers in the past have avoided shaving during competitions in the superstitious belief that it will bring them good luck. Which, as we know, that's very popular here in America for, you know, playoff playoff beards. Yeah. 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 So, the Japan Sumo Association decided at a board meeting, which really, I guess, is more of a beard meeting, uh, earlier this month, to include the new rules on grooming and appearance to the wrestler's code. By making the rules explicit, the governing body hopes to ensure competitors will stay well groomed. Grand champion. Let Derek read it. Let Derek read it. But he doesn't know anything about Japan. Why would he know how to? I'll humor him. I'll, It'll, I'll, it's going to be like a bad anime dub. How would you? How would you say that? Grand champion Kakuryu. Uh, Shishomaru. Kaku Kakuryu who heads the group of wrestlers in the sport's top two tiers, said looking good is very important. Look good, feel good. Look good, feel good. Look good, feel good. That's a yeah. shout-out to uh, a 
our friend podcast, the Mount Rushmore podcast. Oh, yeah. Look, I feel good. Look, it feel good. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Huh. I so, mean, yeah, Big Razor has crossed, infiltrated Sumo. Across the oceans. I have to admit, I'm a little surprised. Je- the Japanese are pretty ornery about letting people in- influence their society against their will. Must have taken a lot. Well, 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 here's another thing is, I mean, not to not to be stereotypical, but Japanese, but let me be stereotypical. Jap- I mean, Japanese are kind of similar, similar, similar to Native Americans. They're not really known for, for facial hair. You know, like, yes, some yeah. can grow facial hair, but it's not a thing, but it's not really thing. a thing, really. I don't know. Like, maybe maybe they're larger men are. Well, they, I mean, a lot of testosterone there, I feel like. Yeah, you know? so maybe that's why they could. Are they juicing? <gasps> probably not. I feel like <clears throat> juicing in sumo would probably get someone killed. Um, the rage of... Oh, my God. That would just be weird. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I watched... Uh, I show, I don't know if you know Juji Mufu. Have you ever... He is a... Ex- he's an extreme weightlifter. Like, he's, like, super muscular. Mm-hmm. But he is also, like hyper flexible so like he will do like backflip 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 into a split in and, denim and yeah in jeans and then like bench pressed 500 pounds like he's he's incredible as, as i want to do yeah yeah, yeah. You, like, I mean, who can, he's right? doing chair splits and like yeah like he, bench oh, pressing he was, whole ass people yeah, he was like bench pressing a person while doing a chair split it was incredible i might know this person um, it's he nuts. he frequently wears those horse heads. Yeah, yeah. He anyway, he's a character. But I saw him, uh, him and uh, another weightlifter buddy bought those inflatable sumo suits and went at it, and it was pretty. It's pretty neat. All right. Next bit of news. This title is the pin is mightier than the Clippers. Hmm. And pin is spelled like Sean Pin. P e n n. Yes, because. They are making a movie adaptation of The Professor and the Madman, which y'all, I can wow. tell from your blank g- g- gazes, have not heard of. Wow. But I have read it, and it's great. This, all right, so here's the premise. Oh, it's boy. about the making of the Oxford English Dictionary. I'm in. Okay. Oh, okay. So I know that doesn't sound terribly interesting. To me it does. But, yeah, I know to Derek it does. But so here's the thing. Tanya, what do you know about the Oxford English Dictionary? It's the most dangerous dictionary known to me. It has all the words, and yeah, they much. go from A to Z. Yeah. And it's like A.A. Aardvark is the first one. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. So what makes the Oxford English Dictionary so awesome. Impo- awesome and important is it tells you the first time a word was used. Oh, okay. Yeah. History dictionary. Yeah. It tells you the history of that word. Like, So the first time it occurred in print was here. Yeah. Well, so... Oh God! Someone had to have that job to figure out when it was first. Used well, that in print. well, that's the thing. Yikes! For the guy, the the prof, for the professor, yeah. the guy who headed up the team that was making this back in the 1800s, that would have been decades upon decades of work for them to go through yeah. everything. So they basically crowdsourced it. Yeah, they reached out and like, hey, find us the earliest uses yeah. of the stuff. And there is this guy who was responsible for find like 
he he was constantly sending in like, "Hey, I think this is the earliest of this one," and he was responsible for like ninety words or something Jeez. like that, which was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, he turned in a bunch where he found like <laughs> old uses, but like yeah. ninety words, he found like the first usage. So they were like, "Well, shit, we need to, like, they were, we need to get this guy in here and like let's give him an award or something like that." Yeah, turns out uh, he's in an insane asylum for murdering folks. He's the madman. So he's it, got plenty of time on his hands. Yeah. Yeah. So it, And it's a story about the creation of the Oxford English Dictionary and the professor and the madman. Well, the professor is getting played by Mel Gibson and Sean Penn is playing the madman. Oh, and they have, they have incredible beards for it. I've seen the. Well, I mean, Mel Gibson's beard has been but impressive. It's, it's curated. It's 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 it look it's it's set to okay. the time okay. and it's okay. been uh, groomed immaculately. The picture I saw, it's an incredible beard, like not a hint of Jew hating in it, like just impeccable. Sean Penn. Wait, 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 wait. What year did this movie? Was it this was. Co- it's coming out. No, but what year is? Is it set in? Oh, I think like I don't know 18- if it was completely <laughs> right, right, devoid yeah. of Jew hatred. Yeah, uh, no, but the, so Sean, Sean Penn, they think he grew this for. Like, I haven't got confirmation that this is not some sort of beard merkin, uh, but it's they seem to think it is a legitimate beard that he grew for this role. But it's a it's a beast of a beard too. His is as the Madman. His isn't as. Kempt. Kempt as yeah as make, Mel's, but would make sense. It's I think it's. The thing that makes me think of, did y'all ever see A Beautiful Mind? Yes. No, I hear it's real good, though. It is. I, I think it's going to be like that. Like, A Beautiful Mind is one of those books, or one of those movies that's not, like, action-packed. It's about a math genius who goes insane. Yeah. Kind of deal. Well, I mean, I liked uh, yeah. Good Will Hunting. I mean, nothing... Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's going to be like that. Like, don't go into this expecting a lot of action, but if you're the kind of person that, like, genius and words are interesting, I think Finding I like Forrester. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good movie. That's such a good movie. So many people don't like it that much. They're dumb. I agree. They're dumb. Can't Have see you... the forest for, for the trees. Buster Rhymes was in that movie. <laughs> huh. I, I will hear a, not a single negative word about it. Woo-ha, woo-ha. He's got us all in check. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. okay. This headline. Good about that. ATF. More like WTF. Hey-o. All right. So, uh... I normally don't really get into budgets, like pull, like like the president always releases, like every year releases a budget. Oh and right, I, I I pay a little bit of attention to it. But the thing about it is, like the president's budget is just more or less suggestions. Yeah, and it's like here's what I would kind of like all budgets, and though. then and then Congress co- remind me to tell you guys something about a budget when we're done with this right. episode. And, well, yeah, that's yeah. all your work is, is dealing with budgets. We'll yeah. talk about it after the episode. So, um, but no. So. Off it. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, you didn't call you didn't it. You didn't, I didn't call my shot. Oh, well, Fuck. anyway. So, all right. So, but I think this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to see this go through. So, okay. okay. The Trump administration's 2020 budget would force the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives... To give up the A and the T, it should just be the F E the the, the firearms and explosives. fire and explosives. Um, it would transfer the regulatory duties relating to alcohol and tobacco from the ATF to the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, which is in the Department of the Treasury. 
the reorganization would enable ATF to hone its focus on activities that protect U.S. communities from violent criminals and criminal organizations, the budget document states. Makes sense. So, and I, at first I was like, uh, because I, I kind of feel like one of my bigger issues, I kind of feel like there's a lot of fear mongering going on. I was like, is this, is this like some kind of like backhanded, like fear mongering, like <gasps> be afraid. You need to be afraid. They need to focus on the bombs. Be afraid. Oh, but no. Yeah. No, no, I mean, it makes sense. No, really, because, like, here's the thing. Two so, things are consumer things, they and don't, the other two the, are The thing things. is, they don't fuck with the A and the T, for real. So so the ATF already directs the vast majority of its resources to firearms enforcement. In 2017, which is the last year that that is available, they began 35,000 criminal firearm cases, 2,000 arson cases, 1,000 explosive cases, and only 91 cases dealing with alcohol or tobacco. Like, they really don't do fuck all with it. Anyways. Anyway. Um, and it's got support from both sides. Uh, in 2015, I assume they might resist this because then they get less funding. Well, uh, apparently they've... Trump suggested this last year and it didn't go through. Yeah. So, But in 2015... But see, the these, thing is, is like you get cool smart things like this but it's always tacked on with some bullshit yeah. and so a lot of times well, you get stuff like this that won't well, pass and it's going to be tacked well, on well here's with, the thing though his but i like, want sixteen thousand dollars so i can feed my pigs well yeah but this is like this is just one of those deals like when congress does their budget yeah. they just need they could just be like okay well hey we like this this is good let's run with this but so like the center for american progress which is a democrat aligned think tank uh suggested like yes we should do that and then like last year the trump says the same thing so yeah. like it's got support on yeah. both sides um maybe a thing will get done so maybe maybe it'll happen i think it's a good idea you know just i kinda, just think it makes sense yeah yeah, it does. yeah. like like i want my eight like because like they're saying like really the and here's the thing the number one thing that they do with like tobacco and alcohol is investigating tax stamps like basically like people right sm- Cigarette smuggling, yeah. basically, mm-hmm. yeah. and like, look, I un- like cigarette smuggling. You know who gets hurt by that? Big cigarette. No Big tobacco. No, the state governments because oh. they're you know the cigarettes are untaxed. Okay. And at the end of the day, I would feel a lot more sympathetic to the state governments if state governments were a little bit better with their finances anyway. Fair. So like, but it's a it's more or less a victimless crime, like. Tanya, you're not getting hurt because some guy in Georgia bought some untaxed Alabama cigarettes. You know, like, it's kind of a victimless crime. Yeah. So, like, but whereas, like, someone running guns, yes, ATF, focus on that. Like, really kind of hone in on, like, explosives and stuff that, you know, is crimes filled with victims. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I get it. Yes, tax evasion, bad but on the hierarchy, uh, I'm not even worried about the hierarchy. I just think give it to somebody who's already more focused on the type of investigation and enforcement the, that would the yeah. Bureau of Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade. You yeah. know, it's like literally it's like, what that. Sh- yeah. Yeah. yeah, it sounds perfect. They should definitely be looking at tax yeah. stickers. All right, so this one is a this is a little touchy, and I, I come I I definitely come down on both sides of this. But the head the headline I chose is you can't cure stupid. So Amazon removed two books this week that promote unscientific autism cures. Basically, Wired went and did a report on a bunch of books and were like, there are books on Amazon that are like 
kind of actively dangerous. Yeah. Okay. Like, not only are they like full of like bunk science, but so like one of them suggest things that will actively yeah. hurt. Yeah. All right. Me. So like one of them, the two titles are "Healing the Symptoms Known as Autism" and "Fight Autism and Win," which you can't cure autism. So. All right, so you know it's disingenuous to even imply that you can, but whatever. I mean, books do that all the time. You, yeah. And so, like, I'm I'm definitely not in favor of censorship. But so, get this: the first book, "Healing the Symptoms Known as Autism," advises parents to make a bleach-like substance of chlorine dioxide for their children to drink. Yeah, they want their kids to drink bleach, basically. Wow. Um, yeah, and so, uh, wow. the. And so it's like it's like these pseudo scientific books are going up on Amazon because I mean really like as lo- like Amazon does check a little bit like uh like cuz I have self published some stuff on there and I I've seen where people have gotten stuff that couldn't get on Amazon like you know you can't there's some things you can't like you can't publish a book about cook, uh how to cook meth uh, well, I know. Like, I was just thinking about erotica. Like when I was doing like the when I was writing erotica under yeah. an assumed name, like like pedophilia. Yeah. Like they they tell you like you know like if you can't have yeah you can't write pedo smut. Like you can you can have a book where you know there's a pedophile in it, but you can't write it with the goal of arousing someone. Kind of like right. you, you know you can't write kid smut yeah. kind of deal. So like there are lines in there, but. It, I am 100% in favor of these books getting removed. Yeah. But then the other thing is, is like, like it's, and I, I'm, I'm very rarely in favor of a slippery slope argument because I feel like a lot of slippery slopes, people just kind of blow that potential out of proportion. Uh-huh. But this is just such a, just such a weird, like weird, like, I guess here's my, my problem with it. This is bunk science. Telling your kid to drink chlorine to cure autism, that is bunk science. But there have been things in the past that have been considered bunk science that turned out to be true. And so, obviously... Like how bad sugar is for you. Right. Like, so there there are there are things out there that I could see... People getting in the way of and roadblocking yeah. legitimate research. And yeah. So it's, it's, it's... I am 100% in favor of this. I think it is something that Amazon... Because here's here's my thing. This is not really a First Amendment thing. Like this is capitalism, yeah. basically. Amazon is a store; they yeah. can stock whatever they want. Yep. I'm not going to say that Amazon has to stock anything. Yep. If you want to release a book like this, no one's stopping you. Put it up. But on the Amazon as doesn't have to be the one to sell it for yep. you. You know, you can put it on your own website. You yep. can make it as a PDF and sell it on your own website. Yep. Um. So it's not infringing their right it is limiting them from a platform eh. which i mean and the it's, first it's the biggest only, it's the, the first amendment platform. only applies to the government keeping you from so like anyway, so but it, like but i could like me if amazon were to come to me like bob you can't sell your books i mean that would basically kill my career but i'm not writing you know tell your kid to drink bleach well, books. And see- but so i understand like th- that that's a thing though you know like it, it is a risk like you amazon has the power to in a large part like kill certain people's careers so it's a heavy obligation and i just as much as i love amazon and i do love amazon i don't know that they're the best people to decide this you okay, know like so, who, what what are their qualifications to decide sorry go ahead go there's ahead. a difference between putting up a book saying 
to cure your own autism, you make bleach and drink it yourself. It's a completely different entity to say, give bleach to this unconsenting minor. Those are two vastly different things, even though the same thing is high cure your, cure your autism by drinking bleach. It's one thing to do it on your own. It's mm. another thing to do it to a non-consenting minor. Well, I think in this case, if they just say, if you drink this bleach, it will cure your autism, it will cure autism. There's not really a, it, You're, you anyone know what, with autism. But look, I mean, it does, it, that marketing matters. Look, here's the thing yeah. though. My argument is, of course it would. Dead people, what does it matter autism. if they have autism if they're dead? True. But I well, guess, I mean, that's why they'd well, rather I guess here's why not I'm, vaccinate their children because it's better for them to be dead. Well, that, that's autistic. something there is like, all right, so all right, I am Ugh. That's an, not an, anti anti-vaxing. I am I'm very much against anti-vaxing. Yeah. I think it like I think the science proves that vaccinations like the like the the negatives to vaccination that people find are the science isn't there. Yeah. Okay. But let's just say for I was just going to ask because I I've been meaning to look into this. Um, as far as I know, most most of the negatives to vaccinations is like sometimes they have certain side effects, and that's pretty much it. So oh, no, well, the he, big one is like there was a guy who did a study that he fraudulently made. Oh, you're talking about the one, yeah, and said yeah. that well, this causes well, autism. So here, yeah, I know. Here's a lot, like so. Even I've, though he I've, recanted, I've done, later, a, I've, done a lot, I've done a lot of research on this. A lot I'd of like what to it, talk to I'll, you this I'll, off air later. Well, well, Sorry. like I can yeah. kind of summarize it, like to give you a a quick summary that, like, knowing this basically summarizes a lot of their arguments is like, all right, so vaccines have mercury in them, okay? Not all of them anymore, but yes, vaccines have mercury in them. It's a preservative. Like it keeps. Yeah. If you don't have the mercury in the vaccine, the vaccine you basically have to throw it away after a week, more or less. But here's the thing. There are multiple types of mercury. So yes, there oh. are harmful mercuries, but this is like ethyl mercury. You can like you get more of this non-harmful mercury mm-hmm. from like just living in your day-to-day life than this then, vaccine like, gives yeah. you. So but people hone, oh well, it's got mercury in it. Well, yeah, but you're not looking at what type of mercury. So like, oh well, oh my god. There's more autism cases now, and there's mercury in here, and so it's got to be more it's people got, now. Well, we have we, more information. We've got better, better at diagnosing autism. Like the thing, like okay. Also, not even that. They've expanded the definition of what autism is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw an episode of Joe Rogan. Well, recently like, here's about the thing: that. is like I legitimately oh. qualify like on the spectrum. I took a test the other day because I was I've been having moments where I'm like, am I fucking autistic? You're a robot. It makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, I'm. All the tests were like, "Ooh, honey, you should maybe go talk well, to somebody." But like, here's the thing: like, if you look at it, like in the in in 1540, there was no one diagnosed with ADHD. No. So, oh well, clearly it's our modern lifestyle that's causing ADHD, or maybe we just know what ADHD is now. We're better at diagnosing it, you know. We don't I'm lock sure them up in the attic. There were there were serfs out there, I'm sure, getting beat on the daily <laughs> in between plague outbreaks because they were acting like little shits because they didn't have a Adderall, you know. Yeah. Like I'm sure that was a thing. No, they were too fucking tired. <laughs> yeah. to have ADHD. They were, but they were probably too dead. They were probably yeah. like Lots. getting. They were getting thrown into the fucking corpse carts. As Bring, they they rolled by. Dead. <laughs> dead um but yeah so like but let's just say hypothetically that there were oh here's a better example okay 
climate change. I'm a firm believer that climate change is a real thing. Okay, that it's, it's human human centric, anthropocentric, or anth- climate change is a real thing. Okay, but there is a lot of science out there, and if you choose what you go by, you can make a compelling case that uh, the climate change is not human centered. Okay, yeah, it just depends. On I where don't, you look. I don't yeah. buy it. I think if you look at the entire body, fine, whatever. But there is science that you can draw upon to back you up. Yeah, and it. If you put out a book, either way, either you way, have something like, to point and that's to. the thing is like you know, yes. If you look at the whole body of science, I feel like climate change is real. So does Amazon get to go in? Like, well, this is bunk science, so we're not going to allow it. You know, like, and obviously, I don't think Amazon. Amazon, Amazon wants as many books on there as possible. They're going to allow any book that they think's not going to get them sued. Is basically what it boils down to. <laughs> it's not going to cause them like incredibly bad press, and. So I guess why I'm okay with this and why I don't think it's going to be that slippery of a slope, I think what's going to end up happening is Amazon is pretty much only going – like they they have their rules in place now. If a book fucks up outside of their rules, they're not going to do anything about it until someone like Wired comes along and says, what the oh, fuck, hey, dude? This, is, this is fucky. And if there's enough outcry, they're going to be like, oh, well, shit, we don't want that bad press. Delete. So – now that could there is a danger there if like what's happening in YA Twitter, you know. Yeah. But Amazon has shown that they're not they're not listening to YA Twitter. They're not fucking taking books down because of that. So yeah. I feel somewhat okay there, but who knows? Who knows where we're gonna be in five years. But yeah. So I uh, I say just put a disclaimer on it and be done with it. Oh, uh, speaking of the YA Twitter um, I, I don't know what you guys are talking about, by the way. Remember, uh, we talked about it just very briefly, like why a Twitter outwoking each other. They're they're in like oh. a race to outwoke each other. Yeah. Um, I so, probably purposely blocked that out of my. So brain. one guy, I can't remember his name is Kasoko Jackson, I believe. He is a uh, black gay man who has been a. Uh, uh, what do they call them? the readers? The people that read the books for the publishers. Narrator. Huh? No. Narrator? No, no, no. He reads the books to make sure that they're woke. Editor? No, he re- he reads the books to make sure that they compl- that they're politically correct. That they oh, like I don't know that they don't Okay. There's a name for him that they that they don't have like some sort of like racism, like implicit racism. Like okay. there there are people Whatever. that there are yeah. people that publishers hire to go in and make sure that there's not something in there that the that the editor didn't catch, like, oh, yeah. that's a, oh, you didn't know that that's a racist phrase kind of deal? Kind of like a bias reader? It's something sorts. like that. Okay. So this, th- there's anyway. a name for them, um, and they go through and they like, hey, look, this is racist. If Sorry, you didn't know, but you need to, you need to edit that. Yeah. Well, he's one of those. So he's a, for publishers, ra- a, ra- a reader for racism, black and gay, wrote his first book, and... He was one of the guys leading the charge against the last person who got dogpiled on away Twitter. Yeah, they just dogpiled the fuck out of him, and he just had to pull his book. Well, he didn't have to pull his book. He chose to pull his book. Um, Yeah, it's mm. insane. Like, why a Twitter is, is the most himself. toxic place on Twitter right now, I feel like. Like, it's it's crazy. You should talk to me some more. Okay. Oh. But like it, I don't know. It's just like I, I think it's going to hit a breaking point. 
like because the thing about it is like it's not teens on here that are no. arguing about this like it's it's grown folks arguing about what what's gonna hurt these teens and like it's uh, there's a there's a place to have this conversation and like oh yeah you don't want to you don't you definitely don't want to write some racist book and you don't want to be okay with a racist book but do you really think Kosoko Jackson wrote a racist book like come on on people yeah. come on uh it's mostly just, in my mind though it's karma yeah like he he no, was that's kind of what he get. was quick to dogpile on the last person he dogpiled hard on the last yep. person that happened this happened to what is this that is thing just it's like happens. first first they came for the so-and-sos and i didn't say anything yeah. and then they came for these other people and i didn't say anything yeah. and they finally came for me and i was like oh shit i'm by myself mm. there's i think that's how the quote goes it's almost word for word. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's exactly. <laughs> Remember how it when goes. we were talking about her being on the spectrum? <laughs> it's a serious concern. Yeah, I just don't have so, that. Uh, you function yeah. well enough. Fine you're enough. Fine. No, <laughs> you took an internet test. Yeah, really. You basically did the like. Took, like you did the equivalent of, of web You took, you took an IQ test on the internet functionally. Like they're kind of trash. Hey, I have taken an <laughs> IQ test on the internet and I did real well. Uh, yeah. Hey, don't talk Is to it? her like that. She's a Ravenclaw. <laughs> Let's move on. Hmm. I mean, that's what I had for news. What did uh, you hmm. had something? Oh yes, I did. If it's on the internet, it's real. Uh, so... bleach. <laughs> Pardon me while I drink my bleach over here. <laughs> right? Excuse me. Um. So, for my bit of news, I did a little research and found uh two books: one sci-fi, one fantasy. That. Should have recently come out. Yeah. Uh, that I am interested in reading, okay. and I would suggest maybe other people might be interested in reading. What are they? Uh, the first, which I don't have much to say on it. Yeah. Because I don't really. Well, I, I mean, you haven't read I, it. Well, once, read it. once I tell you what it is, you'll understand why. Uh, it's called Firefly: The Magnificent Nine, and it is the second of official Firefly novels, hey. which I did not know there was a first one out. So here's the thing. Are they novelizations of the episodes? No. Or are they new stories? New stories. Oh, fuck yes. I'm all in. Nice. I'm this all one in. is, a, uh, I'm sorry, Firefly, The Magnificent Nine by James Lovegrove. It is about Jane getting a message from an old flame, uh-huh. uh, which requires him to go somewhere with the crew to defend to defend this person in place, which involves them fighting a gang leader and potentially having a love child he didn't know about. I'm all in. Uh, yeah. Bye. They're, they're like, in. these things read exactly like episodes yeah. of the show. I'm, I'm all in. in. I love it. And he, and Joss Whedon is a, a producer. A yeah. He's, pub- he's involved. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. Loosely. But yeah. Yeah. So Firefly book, I'm in. Now I gotta yeah. go get the first one though. Cause I didn't oh, realize right, that yeah. there was another one, but yeah. Uh, and that was interesting, and I am interested, like, I, I do want to read it, but this is the one I was actually more interested in, called The Perfect Assassin by K.A. Dorr. Hmm. Uh, it's, a, as far as I can tell, I've read just the little preview thing on their website and this article. Essentially, from what I can understand, the main character is being trained to be an assassin in a family of assassins around the time that they outlaw hired killing i guess so contracting goes down people stop using them so he has to find something else to do Mm. please tell me he opens a pastry shop even better well to me well it's not actually better that's probably funnier but 
he actually becomes a, an apprentice to a historian, from what I understand. Oh, but, I like but, that, yeah. And he was already having second thoughts. He's like, I'm not real sure I want to be killing people. Yeah, uh, so I like that's, this. So that's what he got. Like and then, premise. all of a sudden, the top people in his family stop dropping, start dropping dead. <gasps> So, so he, he gets, might have to he pick gets up. pulled back in, mm. and he he is charged with figuring out who's doing the killings because they don't figure it out real quick. They're gonna the whole city is gonna blame his family for the deaths huh. because they're the most prominent assassin family. Yeah, I want I want a follow up book though where he does open a pastry shop. I want I bet he'd just fucking kill the competition. I bet those donuts are fucking to die for. Yeah, other things about <laughs> killing people that have to do with baking. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys. Our yeah. pun, are you saying our puns are half-baked? So that's what I had. Uh, these books yeah. come out, or came out, March 19th. Yeah, so fairly recently. So or is, is that the things you want to read yeah. next? Well, mm, those are things that I'm interested in reading that have come out recently. I don't know what I should read next. What do you think you're going to read next, Bob? Uh, Wasn't there something that you said I was supposed to read next? I think I want to read Mythago Wood. Yeah. Uh, I've read a bunch of stuff about it on like the fantasy subreddit. It sounds kind of weird. It's a weird book. I like reading weird books. My understanding is it's a weird book. You're a weird book. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> so um, I think that's going to be the next book I read. Um, I, I just read uh, Joe Hill wrote four uh, short novels. And he, Stephen King's son. son yeah. yeah. One of his sons. Yeah. Um, I just found out that Stephen King wrote a book with his other son, Owen King. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know that. I want to read that, but it's mm. not on sale. But I read the uh, the Joe Hill four short novels. Yeah. For those who don't know, uh, Stephen King did that a couple times. He wrote like one called uh, Different Seasons. That's where Shawshank Redemption is in. Or Four Seasons. Or maybe Four Past Midnight. I can't remember. He wrote two collections of these. They're like short novels. <laughs> and uh, uh Shawshank Redemption, Stand By Me, App Pupil, all these were movies. They were in one of them. Hmm. Uh, but uh, so Joe Hill wrote a collection of these. What kind of stories? Uh, well, he normally does horror. horror right? Yeah, they're, they're horror. But I didn't know if like, um, maybe he would diverge for these short things and go back to what he no, normally does. No, they're, they're horror for the most part. They read very much like Stephen King, but they're a little more political. It's like if if Stephen King was writing, well, I mean, Stephen King is writing today. But if Stephen King kind of like wrote Shawshank Redemption today, it would probably have a little bit more like the politics of the prison industry in it, I would think. Maybe not. There was enough of just him getting paid off. Um, But Castle Rock, I don't know if you've seen that. Castle Rock, the show that's on, uh, it's a Stephen King show. It's set, a lot of it's set in Shawshank Prison. Oh. Um, but, and that's dealing with like Shawshank prison becomes a privately owned facility. Like it's mm-hmm. a private prison now. Um, and that's like part of the politics at play in this. So, um, the first one is very, or not the first one, but the one that really stood out to me was very much about dealing with the issues of like gun ownership kind of deal and kind of showing like different sides of it to, it was, it was very interesting. Um, but it was a little more, it was like reading Stephen King as Stephen King was more political, I guess you could say, to a degree. So they were good. Hmm. I what think are you I'm just, next? Uh, I think I'm going to, so I put all of my books that I own, they're in my Goodreads and you know, Goodreads numbers <clears throat> your books. I think I'm just going to go to like a random number generator and have it pick out a book for me because well, I have too many. 
yeah. this point. And uh, yeah. so I, what am I going to do? Just read the new stuff that I just bought and then never go back and read the things that I bought hmm. last year. So I'm just going to RNG it, I think. Yeah. Okay. You Watch should just, me end you up should with let, You garbage. should just show me your list and I should recommend you something that's not in the like 20 most recent you bought. But I've, when I mean, did you I'm, buy Eliza Locke Lamora? Um, a while ago. That's what you should read next. But, but then, then she doesn't get to roll the use the yeah. random. Okay. I don't know. Here's what I, yeah. I kind of just I kind of want my next book to just be fate driven. Yeah. Because I was in. I've, you know you know what you really need to do because you are s- two slogs of books. Yeah. That, see, that's why I want to go on to KU and just pick something short and yeah. read a couple of short things. Well, that that may be what I go do. Read the, flip go read my the Kindle narrows. Go read the narrows by Travis Riddle, or maybe another Dungeoneers book. Yeah, go read something, something lighthearted. Fun. Oh, and I've fun. got a Christopher Moore book on my shelf. I could read yeah. next. That'd get be a, fun. Knock out a get a couple short. Or that wins Tim Dorsey. Belt. I've got like yeah, there you nuclear go. jellyfish or something like that. Yeah, there Atomic you go. jellyfish, something like that. Yeah. Palette cleanser. Yeah, but I kind of want to RNG it. What are you going to read after Kingdom of Ashes? I don't know. You uh, do RNG as well. I have a lot of books to read and a lot of stuff I got for Christmas that I haven't even started on. Like yeah. I got all the I got RNG all, it. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna like the John Carter Mars stuff. I just don't think you're going to. I um, think you should start one, but I don't think you're gonna like it. Well, I started Tarzan, but immediately got pulled into Ready Player One because did you to... like Tarzan stuff? Yeah, it was fine. Okay, I was enjoying may, it until you it was may time like John to Carter Mars. I I just don't see it having the depth that you're that gonna, I want. Yeah, yeah. So, well, all right. Well, let's wrap it up. And uh, in the in the coming week, may the dry erase board of your week <laughs> cleanse itself. And, uh, you so know, get, get all the smudges mm-hmm. of your week away. And So clean your dry erase board with some alcohol and start the week off fresh. Yeah. Happy Sunday, Or drink y'all. some bleach or something. Drink you know? some bleach. Yeah, cure that autism. Um, but <laughs> shots, yeah, it, shots on me. Sh- yeah. No, for real, don't drink bleach. Um, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Um, but yeah, and these. let let the let the clean dry erase board that is the blessing of the beard, let it be upon you. Your metaphors, man. Thanks for listening to this episode of Books, Beards, Booze. Our co-hosts are Bob, Derek, and Tanya. Our producer is Bob. For more information, visit our website, booksbeardsbooze.com. Follow our social media at Tales by Bob. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and share. Okay, bye.